So yesterday it was the January 6th commission, and you're going to hear people talking about this all over the place. Actually, not commission, committee, right? It's a January 6th committee, not commission. And they were going to look into the origins of the riots. And so we're clear, they're riots. That's what took place at the Capitol. Insurrection? Of course not. Of course not an insurrection. This is why Liz Cheney is wrong. And we should be clear that Liz Cheney is wrong when she goes about agreeing with this very radical and ridiculous proposition that what we saw at the Capitol was insurrection. And when Liz Cheney, the Republican from Wyoming, agrees with commentary like this from Jake Tapper, it's obvious that I'm right and the Republicans should show her the door. Uh, Speaker Pelosi is not in charge of security uh, in the House anymore than then Majority Leader Mitch McConnell was. What's your reaction when you hear them try to blame Pelosi for an insurrection incited and inspired and even directed in some ways by Donald Trump? So now we're no longer just incited. We're no longer just inspiring insurrection. He directed it. He choreographed it like he's Bob Fosse. You're gonna, you, you might have to look up Bob Fosse. I, I don't know if I can help you there. Tony Katz, did I say hello, Tony Katz, today? 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. And then you had members of the Capitol Police upset, tearful. You had Representative Ocasio-Cortez with, uh, wow. That attack on the Capitol, you know, white supremacy and patriarchy are very linked in a lot of ways. There's a lot of sexualizing of that violence. And um, I didn't think that I was just going to be killed, I thought other things were going to happen to me as well. So what sounds like what you're telling me right now is that you didn't only think that you were going to die, you thought you were going to be raped. Yeah. Well, that's a, an amazing statement. I mean, how do you argue with something like that? How, how, do, you, how do you begin to look someone like Representative Cortez in the eye and say, you weren't near the Capitol? You're in your office. How, how do you look at someone like this and, and, and say with a very clear voice that you might have thought it doesn't put that thought onto anybody else? Let me say it differently. I'm a conservative, not a Republican. Is this what you think of me when you see me? Because if so, you need to seek help, and I want you to get it. But that you would vocalize such a thing, well, that's when I get to speak up and say, you are twisted. Twisted. You know, the beauty of making a statement like this is you don't know whether she means it or not, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Never mind she added the patriarchy in there and it's all sexualized. Everybody wants what they want out of this. But we don't get what we want, which are some basic answers. And one of those basic answers is what in the world happened? What did happen? How did this come to be? 
Was it indeed a lack of security or a lack of training? Was there something else that took place? You know, when people say to me they want the TikTok, they want to know that to know everything that the the president President Trump did while this was happening. I'm one of the people's like, all right, fine by me. I don't mind you getting that information. I'm super fine with that. But if you want to know, as Representative Liz Cheney has brought up everything that happened beforehand, I want to know if Speaker Pelosi was told, hey, we have heard this, that, and the other. We may have issues. We need extra security. And what she did about that. If you want to know what President Trump did, the TikTok of what he did after his speech, when the Capitol was already having issues before and during his speech, I mean, timeline does matter, then I want to know, and I don't mind you getting that information. I'm fine with it. I want to know who brought things to Speaker Pelosi's desk about possible security issues. It's a legitimate, valuable, and worthy question. You want me to add uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez's thoughts into the mix? I have no plans of doing so. Personally, I don't believe her. She can say what she will. I don't get to stop her. But I do not believe her. I do not believe somebody who went to the border and openly wept in staged shots, fake photos, who has had nothing to say about the border since. By the way, we should note that uh, Speaker, that that not Speaker, that Representative Ocasio-Cortez has her own issues in her district where people like Susan Sarandon are engaged in protests of Representative Ocasio-Cortez and the job she's doing. So I'm here to say to the squad and especially AOC, who, you know, did make a lot of promises that um, we still have faith in you and we would like to see if you have a a better plan than we've been able to see, please share it. If there's a pathway that you've got that we're not aware of, please share it because we're losing hope here that you represent us. And it's so difficult for people that are independent to get elected in the first place and then to see the very people that sponsored the bill not stand up for it. The bill they're talking about is Medicare for All, and Susan Sarandon is standing next to someone in a T-shirt that says Free Palestine. So, you know, she's got good friends. But let me bring it back uh, to, to the subject here. And, and one of the big, big thoughts that nobody is talking about. I listened to these Capitol Police officers. And I heard them speak in, in, in clear, clear thoughts about what it is they experienced and what it was that was happening and what was going through their minds and they thought they were going to die. I, 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 I'm not at all saying that they didn't think any of these things. Ah, no, 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 not at all. Not me. No, no, uh-uh, none. This is what they're saying. This is what they're saying. I will note that you picked four officers, and you might find other officers who see things differently, that four officers do not make for uh, the totality of the Capitol Police. 
It also was not lost on me that you would hear things like this from a U.S. Capitol Police sergeant. Duty for the country, for the Constitution, at that time was bigger than even my love for my wife and my, my son. I put that ahead. And for me, it's confounding that some people who have sworn off elected officials, including people in the military uh, that I seen at the lower stairs fighting against me, they sworn off and they're forgetting about that oath. They're not putting the country before the party. And that's what bothers me the most. Because I, as a uh, former soldier, I know what that inherits, that wolf. And I was willing, I'm still willing to do that. And we got people right now in front of the Justice Department asking to release some of the very same people to be released, even though we are testifying about the trauma and the agony and everything that happened to us. It's pathetic. I don't think it's pathetic that if you have people in jail who haven't been able to talk to lawyers or anything else, that you want to make sure that they're treated like citizens. They're innocent until proven guilty. And if you served in the U.S. military and you serve now as a Capitol Police sergeant and you've forgotten that, sir, with all due respect, it's time for you to turn in your wings. Like Simone Biles, you're hanging on too tight. Just got to let it go. That's a hard conversation to have in the public sphere. Oh, my goodness gracious. Will you get vilified for that? But our job is not to shy away. Our job is to have uh, what they call courageous conversations. And I plan on doing just that. Here, I guess, is one of them. When we talk about these officers who testified, one of them saying that Brian Sicknick died from injuries sustained in the line of duty, but he didn't die from injuries sustained in the line of duty. That's not what happened. And what do we get told from uh, the lawyer of Officer Dunn, Harry Dunn? We are told that his comments that the Capitol Police officer made during the hearing yesterday were not meant to be interpreted as a medical diagnosis. You said he died because of injuries he sustained when that isn't the case. This same officer, as is shown on Twitter, and I'm willing to be corrected on this, shows the officer congratulating Congressman Adam Kinzinger on uh, him and his wife expecting a, a new baby. So now one has to ask, did the officer sitting in front of the committee, does he have a personal relationship, friendship with one of the members on the committee who was crying about the testimony of the officers who were testifying to the committee? If we had an honest look at all of this, we'd be asking these questions. And then we'd be asking how the hell the, the, the riot wasn't put down. And if you want to get into other parts, feel free. I'm not stopping anybody. I'm only adding to it a full-on perspective. 
But outside of a, an investigation into uh, the, the, the riot itself, let's ask one more question. The question that nobody is asking. These officers testified in one way or another, paraphrasing I am, that they did not expect this, their own countrymen, to go against them. They did not expect to be put in these situations where they have would have to scream out, I have children, so they didn't get killed. They were being uh, attacked here, and they were being pressed upon there. And the question is, as a Capitol Police officer, what did you expect? This question has been asked by no one. And as I see it, it is the only question worth asking to these Capitol Police officers. And so we understand each other. If I get the opportunity and I ask producer Ari to reach out, I will ask that question to them nose to nose without fear. What did you expect when you became a Capitol Police officer? Did you expect you would just have to look good in the uniform and be parts of uh, the backgrounds of photos of members of Congress? Did you expect that a senator would give you a little salute and say, uh, Officer, how you doing today? <laughs> How's the wife and kids? All right, all right. And that would be your day? Did you expect it would all be pomp and circumstance and everything would go smooth every single day until you retired with your pension? When you signed up for the Capitol Police, when you trained to be a Capitol Police officer, I want to know, what did you expect? The training you had as a Capitol Police officer, once you were already a Capitol Police officer, what did they tell you to expect? It would seem to me that the Capitol Police officer must be trained for the idea that some power, group, sect, call it what you will, would engage in attack and that you would be the first and possibly last line of defense. That would seem to me to be rational. Based on the commentaries and testimony of yesterday in this 1-6 committee, that was not their purpose, at least from their statements. I'm not saying that many of them didn't perform admirably, I'm going so far as to say it's very obvious that they weren't given the tools necessary to handle the task. Now, that's not their fault. That's one of the things worthy of investigation. But for these four officers, I want to know what did they think their job was. And if they say to me, well, we didn't think our job was to have to fight our own country. Well, uh, you've never read a book. I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being serious. You never read a book. Your job is to deal with the enemy, the person on the attack. Did it matter? Were you checking passports? I think this question has a seriousness that needs to be addressed. What did these officers expect when they took the job? Because it sounds to me like they were not ready for the thing that they need to be ready for. And that should be job one, getting the Capitol Police ready for the thing they're not ready for. I'm Tony Katz.